0: Welcome, welcome to the third episode of the the hit new series on the Rugby League in America podcast called Intimate Sessions. Uh, this session is, is a special Intimate Session because it's a, a seductive three-way session apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost like half of our listeners because of that comment right there. Uh, I'm Dustin Zare. I'm excited to have you here with us today on this Intimate Sessions and, you know, In our last episode, we had a great chat with Chris Martin from Rugby League United. You know, he's the CEO of the Brooklyn Kings, but he's doing a lot of good stuff with Rugby League United. They're getting ready for their season coming up. Uh, Chris shared incredible insights uh, really on the future of Rugby League in America and really, you know, kind of where he wants to see everything go in the future. So I'm, I'm excited on that. Building on that conversation, we have two incredible guests for our first uh, three-person or two-person intimate session, um, making waves in the rugby league community, not in the United States, but in Canada. Of course, you've probably seen or heard one of the guests on just about every single podcast out there right now. That's Andrew Gaguerre. He's the director of development for the Saints, who also played for Canada against Serbia back in, I think, Andrew said, Maybe 2018, whatever was pre-COVID, but whatever that was. The next person we have on is going to be Sarah Canini, who is the president in social media for the ORL. She's the president of the Ontario Ospreys who. Um, if you find me a better logo in rugby league than the Ospreys logo right now, I challenge you. I challenge you to find me a better a better logo that thing is crazy cool um she's also the health and wellness uh, manager for the ravens who is at the world cup but health and wellness only due to an unfortunate injury that left her out of the world cup scott so andrew sarah welcome to the show how are you guys doing
1: oh pretty good thanks for having us looking forward to this
0: yeah, a nice uh, intimate session. Last time we we recorded an intimate session at three o'clock in the afternoon with Chris. We're now doing this at ten a.m. in the morning. Uh, <laughs> so very intimate at ten a.m. as we're all kind of in you know t-shirts and hoodies and everything else because it's cold in Canada and it's you know it's cold here in North Carolina. So, um, guys, I, I want to talk a little, you know just a little bit about everything. Obviously, you know the Saints. You know Andrew have been all over social media recently. You guys just got done playing. Um, matches, I believe at the end of last year with Boston 13s, Um, you're you're planning, you're literally planning on trying to, I want to say you're trying to play every single team in North America at this particular point in time. At least you've reached out to every team in North America to play, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have an open invitation for uh, anybody to come to Toronto and challenge us. And if it's feasible for us to get somewhere, (laughs) we'll come and challenge you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and that is that's kind of where we'll lead this conversation. And and Sarah, like you guys are brand new, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you are. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Sarah first for like the the bigger questions because Andrew's had his fair share of airtime recently. So I want to make sure that Sarah gets <laughs> some, oh, yeah. some airtime for the ospreys. So so talk to us about you know forming the ospreys, um, and just kind of where you guys have come over the past couple months.
2: Yeah. So with the ospreys, we wanted to give the women's program here in ontario more of a like solid identity and a team to build off of um coming out of the rugby league world cup we have a lot of people committed to growing the domestic league here in canada and with the ospreys um it was actually like an idea way back pre-covid to kind of give ourselves a name um and just never came to life so we're full steam ahead now and in even just a few short months from when we formed the team and decided our name in like january early february i have been blown away by the numbers we've had at practice and
0: just, yeah uh, we, like, I've, I've, I've read i've seen you on social media like you guys have had i mean it looks like full like two squads at, at some particular points in time where you're posting on at least your photos that are coming out there so i don't know if it's a representative of that but you look like you've got quite a few that are you know Mm -hmm. from the on the ospreys at least in the training sessions
2: yeah like we're just shy of probably being able to have like two separate city teams be able to play against each other um so i mean we're definitely solid on numbers for cleveland which is (laughs) amazing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah. Especially given the fact that you guys, uh, I mean, I guess your official first post was, what is it, February 20th or something like that, February, yeah. early, mid-February. So we're barely even a month old. I know. so yeah. <laughs> in Infancy right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And And so I guess, talk to me about, you know, obviously coming off of the World Cup, you guys... Yeah, had a w- big win versus Brazil and what was probably one of the most exciting matches of the entire world cup, men's women's wheelchair, hands down. Like it was, <laughs> it was so much fun to watch that match. Um, and if you missed it, shame on you, shame on you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, building on the ex- excitement of that, what was kind of the impetus to, you know, get this team together that you said that you've got enough, possibly two city teams in, in Toronto at, at this particular point in time. Do you feel as though, uh, this will help grow more teams, you know, as you continue yeah. to progress throughout the years?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the biggest pushes from the Rugby League World Cup is, um, I don't know the details of exactly the requirements, but we need to have some local teams like in Canada that are operating to, I believe, remain eligible. So that's one of our biggest steps is actually creating this solid Ontario team. And the idea is that like BC and Alberta will take off um, and we'll have a minimum of three programs operating. I think with the Ospreys, like we're already on track to, yeah, like I said, split off into a couple of cities and then have uh, the Ospreys be our like provincial representative team.
0: Right. Cause at this point right now, the Ospreys are the, are they the only team in Toronto? Cause I thought I've seen like little, uh, maybe I'm looking back at like old um, rugby league on, you know, Ontario rugby league post from way back in the day, but it feels like there was a team at some particular point in time, or maybe I'm just mistaken on that part. Um, I was trying to do like some deep diving into like the women's side in Ontario.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not not mistaken. There's definitely been people playing and like there was a few of us have played in like the America nines and yeah. post-COVID, I was, like, we were able to get um, one full 13s game that happened locally, and that was, like, a mishmash of people who had been out to league before and people who were just union players that we recruited and taught the game. So we just haven't had much action domestically to say, like, we haven't taken off, say, with, like, a women's Saints side or a women's Broncos side. The ideas that floated around, but to have the infrastructure in both cities has been like hard because we're yeah. kind of like just holding together the provincial level.
0: Yeah, right. Because I mean, right now you guys are you know from the Ontario side and over there in, in, in Western Canada, like you know to get like the RLBC, like the women's that are out there trying to play and get things organized. I mean, that's pretty much the makeup of the entirety of the Canadian Ravens at this particular point, is it not?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So you yeah, two different, two different provinces taking on. So
2: that's a and pretty, Alberta I mean,
0: obviously the, oh, that's right. Yeah. Forget Alberta. Sorry. Can't they, forget Alberta. The,
2: they have such good representation. Eight, eight listeners
0: in Alberta that we have. <laughs> Hopefully this will increase the listenership in, in, in Alberta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I guess, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, the, the exciting things that you have going on and we'll get to the the matches in Cleveland here in just a little bit because I do want to touch it, but, but. What are some of the exciting things? What what are what's really besides getting the numbers out and getting players? Like, what is it about like the local community that you guys are doing, getting involved with, you know, sponsorships and places to play and things like that?
2: Yeah, and sponsorship wise, we've um, had few bites so far, but um, one of my like personal contacts and who's helped me get back onto the field um, from. Um, a physiotherapy clinic called The Lab is one of our first sponsors, and our we have a family sponsor called Bolt Tech, two mm-hmm. from one of our players. Um, they're slowly trickling in, and I think right now it's calling on people who've wanted to support, and maybe we haven't had like really the more direct channels to kind of support our program and help bolster it. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to like the communities we're building in there's so many players from like waterloo there's so many players from scarborough and toronto and brantford as well and a lot of them are excited to maybe get into those city teams and be able to share the game with the people out in their cities. yeah
0: that's awesome that's Mm -hmm. that's very excited okay i don't want to i don't want to like make it just about you know the the ospreys which we love cuz we we want to we want to talk to Aaron Andrew too obviously Andrew, like, you know Sarah was talking about the the ability to grow the game the ability to get get the matches together and bring people together you guys have actually been doing that for for quite some time i mean you guys have been around since Oh, I had this before I had a date, I forget, but it's, it's been quite a few years. Like, I want to say, were you a part of the original like group of people playing rugby league, like 2010, 2011? That,
1: that's correct. Yeah. The saints yes. are actually, uh, <laughs> the saints are actually the oldest active rugby league, uh, team in, it makes, in Canada. It, it sounds
0: like yeah. you've been around for 30 years or 40 or 50 yeah. years. I <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you're coming up on like 12 years, years though, 12 right? years. Yeah. yeah. We we miss
1: celebrating the 10 year anniversary, but uh, yeah. No, really, so what's, what's going
0: on at your 10 year anniversary?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole world was ending.
0: Yeah. Right. So, okay. So, so talk to us about like, you know, obviously, you know, Ontario rugby league, you've been on another podcast you've talked about like the Toronto Wolfpack and the influence of, of that on you guys. But, but I want to talk about just the you guys in general and what you've been building, you know, throughout your history, but also, you know, the transition that you guys are kind of taking right now, because as of right now, I mean, I'm just trying to be honest, like Ontario Rugby League, there's not a, there's not a lot, right. You're trying to rebuild yeah. after COVID, right. For both men's and women's, right. And you, women's are kind of building after Rugby World Cup and rugby co- and covid But you know the Saints, you you kind of go dormant for almost two years or so, just like a lot of teams have been. What is it now that you guys are really trying to do to continue to push that, and then push the other, I guess, larger Toronto area, larger Ontario area into building out their teams? You know, get the Broncos back, or this, you know, I don't know about the Centurions. I haven't seen a post from them in a long time, so (laughs) who who knows if they'll still ever come back or not? But you know, what's that been like for you guys?
1: Um, Yeah, it's it's been good. Like I think for us we all recognized during covid that yeah like we we didn't play any sport and it was kind of uh we had this kind of itch to play rugby league and even pre covid that last kind of 2018 2017 season in the ORL it started to numbers started to dwindle and kind of the back end organization of things dwindled a bit which mm-hmm. caused the centurions to fold which you know caused the hamilton team to fold and ottawa i mean that geographically that was a bad idea um to have to drive five <laughs> hours to go play
0: uh, to go play uh, a sounds, game <laughs> it sounds a lot like the u.s right now too so.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well i can tell you if, if numbers are tough to go to brantford numbers are real tough to go to ottawa um <laughs> but yeah i okay. think for us so, so
0: for those who don't know and listen in the u.s how far is that from from brantford to to toronto to where you play <laughs> hours,
1: um hour yeah like three three hundred miles
0: not, not terrible.
1: So it's not too far. It's not too far, but it's, de- you definitely have it's to far, commit for the whole it's day.
0: Far, it's far enough.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think for us, like there's some, some key guys in the team that we're all taking on a little bit, uh, different, different roles. And we just, we really just want to play rugby league games, um, uh, yeah. you know, get it back to where it was, get it back to that traditional spring season, uh, where we've played before union. So we don't have to compete for the same players and just kind of slowly bring things back. So, you know, the, the Broncos are, they've got a little bit of a leadership group. There's that Beavers, the new team. In, in, yeah. So, I was uh, about the, yeah, the, so, that, so they've so got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've got, they've got a nice, uh, nice leadership group trying to, you know, get a team going there. And the Centurions, I mean, I'm sitting actually beside their kit right now. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. So the Centurions are, are still Why? a thought, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm the caretaker of some, I'm the caretaker of some kit in in this room I'm sitting in. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, they're definitely still a thought like we want to get back there. Is it realistic? Probably not Uh, this year, probably not next year to be honest, but maybe the year after um, that's probably a realistic thought.
0: What do you think is the, like one of the most important things to getting back to that, that that's where you're playing Where you have multiple teams and I'm not trying to compare like the ORL to, you know, uh, you know, to the, to the RLBC or anything, but obviously they're, they're running out, you know, five teams now. Somebody even said they may have a, a sixth instead. No, five, six. Shoot.
1: I think they're, they're six now. They're yeah. six now
0: and they're looking to expand to a seventh is what yeah. like, what I've heard from, from the guys out there. Um, And so I just trying to figure out, like for you guys, you know, are there things that they're doing that you guys are open discussion with them? Like, Hey, what are you doing to be pretty successful? Because, in all honesty like rlbc has probably been the most successfully organized um you know competition in north america let's say north america over the you know since post covid but also like leading up to like covid and they they were doing some good 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 stuff what's it for you know what are you guys taking from them to kind of help drive that in ontario
1: yeah I i think the key the key is not the organizing body. I think, I think it's actually having that leadership group at club level um, where you take on the player recruitment, you take on, you know, sponsors, you take on kit, you take on, you know, whatever the hook is in that area. If it's Scarborough, you know, Brampton, Toronto or, or Brantford. Um, And we didn't have that pre COVID, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. we, a lot of the clubs there, we had a bit of a generation gap. I don't want to start calling some of my friends old, Um, but there's some folks for those teams that have played themselves out of their prime and they've got kids now and they have, you know, Saturday morning and Sunday morning, they're going to to hockey or soccer practice and, you know, they can't, they can't come to league and organize. Um, and so we had a generation gap where there there wasn't anybody supporting or anybody organizing these clubs. And that's really, I think where we fell off in the uh, Ontario is, is because we just, and now each of these clubs we have kind of a leadership group where we go, okay, I know that that person's running the club. um, And that's why we haven't, we've been really hesitant for the centurions to, to start. We've thought about bringing the back. I've talked about it openly, but I would never endorse it until somebody says, Hey, I want to own this club. Centurions are going to be mine, my brand, and I'm going to dominate and and we're going to, you know, we're going to crush the saints. But until somebody says that um, it's probably not, it might take off for a game, but then it'll just be saints players playing against, you know,
0: Brampton. yeah yeah for at least for a little while um yeah. sarah let's you know andrew talked about you know i think something that was really important you know kind of important about taking on the, re- the player recruitment and, and you had mentioned you know earlier that you know, obviously pulling in some of the union players and you know not not playing in the springtime so you're not competing with union and things like that what are you guys doing because you know obviously canada's union side has been very in the women's has been very successful in sevens and they've been successful, you know, in, in 15s as well. But then, you know, you guys going to your world cup and winning a match in the world cup. Like you guys have been successful. How do you guys kind of, how are you drawing in those players from union to say, Hey, why don't you come play league instead? Or, you know, are you trying to find a joint kind of partnership with a, with a union side, which we see a lot in North America. Sorry for our, uh, australian and english listeners who are totally against the joint partnerships of union and league but it happens here in the in the in the Americas. like we just can't deny it like it, it just happens so what are you guys doing to kind of build those bridges and kind of build those partnerships
2: yeah i think one of the maybe like early mistakes that maybe we've been making is not building off those partnerships and rather trying to build on our own which like as Andrew said like I mean it wasn't always possible to link up with like union teams and our yeah. biggest challenge here honestly when you talk about like the difference between BC and us like we can't play for so many months of the year and BC has like a nice union season into league season and
0: it's temperate like, weather it's, it's so lovely <laughs>
2: like yeah so that's such a challenge and I think for us this year our plan is to yeah play early and then it's not out of the question to play in the fall again because we saw that be really successful our first year out of COVID and mm-hmm. whether that was circumstantial to kind of the only playing opportunities available or not but I think it's just not possible to compete with unions so we have um, like Brampton's a really close union club that we have been working with even just facility wise and players that have come out to both. Um, As I said, Waterloo, um, we have quite a few players from there now. And I think even coaching there has been open to running like a league side. And I think, um, I mean, there's so many players from Scarborough as well, but I think everyone's realizing how valuable playing for league can be for their union game as well.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I think you know we've talked about it before, you know, as far as the benefits of kind of cross code playing, especially I think there's more benefit for union players to play league from a defensive standpoint. You know, obviously become better tacklers, become you know, but I do say fitter in some cases because it is a more challenging. Um, you're not kind of just hanging over rucks and stuff. Like you, you gotta get your butt up and get back. So <laughs> um as far as, you know, what you guys have seen do, do you have any? Do you have your sights set on like truly converting some of those union players who you know maybe we'll call it, maybe are on the fringes of of Canada sevens and fifteens you know to come over and play for you guys and get an opportunity to play with the Ravens you know at, at the next World Cup?
2: Um, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if there's sights set on particular people or anything, but it does naturally <laughs> like, happen.
0: People right now, yeah,
2: like <laughs> they're. It does naturally happen. Uh, the opportunity to play provincially and nationally in league, just in reality is so much more open. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so let, let's, uh, you know, w- with that, obviously, um, what do you see like right now you're preparing for your f- first, we'll call it season, first games, first match ever, right? What are some of the biggest challenges kind of facing you and, and the Ospreys going into, like, you know, building a new, a, really a new league building a new organization building a new everything um for Ontario Rugby League you know that you see right now that you see coming down the road and kind of what are you trying to do to like mitigate some of those um I guess uh what's, what's the word I want to use uh, challenges I do say challenges
2: mm-hmm. yeah I think um number of playing opportunities is something that I see as something we may like have a challenge with but I think we've built a lot more relationships with, say, teams in the U.S. um, that actually have taken off. And I mean, even the teams that Andrew's been talking to, I've like bothered and been like, "Do you have a women's side?" Can you please (laughs) get a women's side? (laughs) Yeah, like sometimes they're hard to find. And um, we've been talking to Florida as well and the U.S. program, like directly too. Um, when we played our game against the U.S. back last April with the Ravens, I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people built connections there. And I'd love to see if there's people interested in playing out in, like, Ottawa and Quebec. I've always heard, like, little inklings of people, but never seen, like, anything come of it. So if there's women out there who want to play, like, I know it's so far for us to play, like, say, a normal yeah. season of like weekend after weekend with, right. but um, even if it's just a game or two, I,
0: I think that's a that's a joint challenge that faces the men's side, faces the Saints, faces the Ospreys, faces in the U.S. as well. Like our countries and where everybody is located around the country is so spread out. Like, so yeah. let's you know in in like Australia, you know like, oh, we're gonna we're going from. From Penrith to to Parramatta, like okay, great. I was like, twenty minutes, like thirty minutes drive, like you know, yeah. skipping a jump. And so, yeah. so if you guys want to go play, uh, so Andrea, like, if you guys want to go play uh, Whistler, uh, how long's that drive? Oh, geez like five five days, five days, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially right. with a bunch of guys getting together, because they wouldn't yeah, pick up the bar, yeah, you pick up a couple yeah hey you ever picked up a rugby ball before no okay where are you going to like so we need two guys to play. <laughs> yeah and then you'd lose like three along the way somewhere never to be found again uh yeah especially if you you know start getting into the er- different areas that are in the middle of uh, saskatchewan <laughs> i like just oh yeah where <laughs> okay andrew let's get back to you obviously um you guys have been around a while you're, you're getting ready for you know your play um i did remember hearing on you know, I think it was outlaw rugby podcast that like you were talking about the Wolfpack and, you know, kind of what you guys have done with them and playing with them. You guys are pulling, you have some players who have played with the Wolfpack on your squad. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Wolfpack 2.0,
1: uh, quite a few new members of our squad. 2.0, we should played. go back to, yeah, not yeah. the, not the yeah. super
0: league, the team that yeah. was going to play in the NARL that did not end up. Yeah. Hurting, so.
1: yeah. 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 We, uh, yeah, we have quite a few players that have played, uh, in that setup. Uh, we have a couple of players that actually played for, for DC, uh, in the game against uh, Toronto, including myself. Um, mm. yeah. So yeah, we have, a, we have quite a few, uh, people that
0: have been kind of in and around that. Nice. And, and I guess, you know, what's important for you guys, you know, to take that, to build that fan base. Right. Um, and, and I've heard, I've heard you kind of talk about it before, but you know, take the, the passion that was behind the wolf pack and even wolf pack 2.0 like you know that game against dc like that place was for the most part given all covid restrictions and everything that was going on at that particular time was pretty packed um you know you know State, it wasn't fully packed like a wolf pack game but what are you guys doing to kind of you know what are your strategies to connect with that local community and continue to grow that support that you guys had and kind of feed off of that toronto wolf pack you know fever that was out there
1: yeah so i think for us um Social media is a big, big piece of it. Connecting mm-hmm. on social media, staying active on social media. It's it's easy to to go a week without posting, but that's how you, you know you need to keep the saints low. You need to keep the saints logo on there and keep you know keep going so people you know get introduced to players. You do some player profiles. Um, you know you keep being active on the different platforms, and then also leveraging the um, the different Facebook groups. There's a couple of key Facebook groups we use in Toronto. So there's an Aussies in Toronto group. Um, oh, yeah. there's a, a Brits in Toronto group. I am neither, but I am in the groups. I've infiltrated <laughs> the groups. Um, and then there's a Toronto Wolfpack fan page as well. That's got, you know, yeah. thousands of followers. So, so just trying to infiltrate those and convert people, um, yeah. you know, set their expectations that, you know, we don't have SBW walking out with us. Um, <laughs> but, but we do have some guys who really love rugby league and are, are pretty fit. Um, so, it, you know, it's still an enjoyable, uh, atmosphere. Um, you know I've talked about we wanna replicate on some of our games um the beer garden i mean we yeah. have a we have a beer sponsor um they've been with us they've been really good to us um and so get them a, yeah yeah they're <laughs> they're actually a uh athletic post post run beer like they're out they're all about they got electrolytes in the beer, so you can feel good after- after drinking
0: a couple oh and the taste
1: it's good, no, it's good
0: okay. Well, yeah, I guess I'll yeah. I have to make my, make my way up to Toronto to figure that out. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we want to replicate kind of the atmosphere as well. We know that we're not going to have 50 vendors and we're not going to have all this game day stuff, but what we will try to do is, you know, do it on a smaller scale and, and treat our fans really well. Uh, there's people with passion and, you know, we're selling memberships and that's actually been pretty successful so far. Um, so reaching out to our members, getting you know our players to send a you know voice memo, voice note saying hey thanks for supporting us, just getting them bought in um, um, is kind yeah. of what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, and of course I'm sure you have uh, reached out uh, all the time to social media influencers like uh, the lovely Sharon Lil, who literally are the the Western Hemisphere goddesses of rugby league. We'll call them. So. Oh yeah. You can you can let them know that I said that too. So if if they're not well, listening, but if they are hey ladies (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but you know so so for so for you andrew like it's really important you know that you you talked about all the stuff going on locally and going on in toronto at the matches but unfortunately you guys have only been able to play like road matches at this particular point like at this particular point in time it's pretty tough um what have been some of the difficulties just you know, getting guys to get down to Boston, get down to, you know, now getting ready to get down, go down to Cleveland, which we, we'll touch upon. But, um, you know, what do you find is like the hard part of, of this kind of situation with the lack of, we'll call it lack of teams in, you know, besides the Beavers in the ORL and then trying to just get that play. Cause you're talking about like long trips, like those trips down to Florida. I mean, nice for uh, those in Toronto who want to get down to the warmth, but you know, if your next closest one, maybe Atlanta, um and that's still you know 3 hour flight away at least so which is money and time and everything else and like you're not getting paid to do it so
1: yeah that uh, our, our biggest i mean our our biggest hindrance is time and money um yeah. it's expensive to go down for a weekend to boston to cleveland to you know these different cities so trying to get our sponsors um uh, we're trying to make it as affordable for our players to to want to go down on a weekend and then Additionally, we're trying to make sure, like, I mean, this sounds very, very small, but make sure we're staying at a hotel in a decent spot so the guys can you know, go out and it's not, you know, we're not staying at a Motel 6 on the, you know, outskirts yeah. of a town because we've done that before and you end up... They keep the lights you know, on. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, we're trying, to, we're trying to make it an enjoyable weekend um, yeah. for, for the guys. Um, and that's a big part of it and get it out early. Um, so, you know, we have some other, um, trips or other plans, uh, and get the guys bought in early and make them, uh, make them submit that they're coming and they're held to it after that point. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> Financial commitments. And like, listen, you're going to play. Yeah. Um, Sarah, kind of the same with you, like the you know, same question for you, you know, what are, what are the challenges that, that I mean, you've talked a little bit about you're facing for this. How do you guys, how do you guys get your, 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 women to buy in? How do you get the, you know, you know these ladies to say, Hey, I want to go and I'm going to play. It's going to, it's probably going to cost me a little bit of money. It's probably going to cost me time, you know, work and things like that. You know, what are those, what are the things that you're doing to kind of uh, encourage those matches? If one, it's going to be harder for, I think it will be harder for the women's side because of the desperate number of women's teams in North America.
2: Yeah, Um. definitely, like Andrew said, like planning early. I like, think that was one of our biggest challenges is like even hopefully planning and then seeing if we could make it happen last year. But this year we've been able to lock in, like say that claim with Cleveland. And I've been nagging like our national body to just give us dates for like when we're going to play. Alberta NBC and, and if any other provinces end up popping up or when like the next Ravens official game is going to be so we have things for women to actually plan even just in like logistically speaking like days off work and financially budgeting for it and I agree that yeah you got to get people to actually buy into your tours I mean we're grateful that there's so many people for Cleveland like I am surprised so that one surprisingly not struggling but you got to get people actually committed that yes I am going so getting that financial commitment is yeah. definitely needed and I think just being realistic in expectations of how we work around union and how much um we're going to get done in the year. In yep. uh, yeah.
0: And you said something important about getting the uh, the governing body, uh, the Canadian governing body to get their schedule together. Come mm-hmm. on, Josh, get your, get your schedule together. <laughs> Do I need to get yeah. you back on the podcast and have a conversation about this? These ladies want to know. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know he listens because he does listen to it almost yeah. every episode. So, and especially this one, he will yeah. be tuned in. So, <laughs> okay. We, we've talked about it a little bit, but I want to get into the match that's coming up, the Battle of the Great Lakes, um, which I think is funny. Absolutely. Is Toronto on a Great Lake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> technically, lake technically. Ontario. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just <laughs> playing around. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to I'm make like, sure. No, really. No, no. It's Ontario. Yeah, I know. Lake Ontario. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. I just want to check. Lake Ontario. I'm just giving you a hard time. So I'm from Ohio originally, so Lake Ontario. Oh, okay you know we'll we'll get into my thoughts on on the match coming up but uh i, I don't know if I, we'll see if i play favorites or not but we'll we'll get into that um obviously you know it, it's it's big um it's going to be the first match uh, you know of the year for for you all but also you know first match you know in kind of outside of california that's played um in 20, in 2023 you know what what are, for you Andrew, like what are some exciting things that you're looking forward going down to Cleveland. It's not not that long of a of a trip, right? So I mean it's it's not uh, a, it's not a four day drive to to BC.
1: Yeah, no. I, I think for us it's it's probably the the spine's going to be relatively similar to Boston. Um which is great for us in terms of yeah. you know, we've lined up this game. We've got another game June 10th uh lined up against another US team. Oh. Uh,
0: come, on. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. Who is it? Who are you playing? <laughs>
1: I, I, I—that's I, that's as far as I'll get. I got to get approval from them to to release it, but that's that's my
0: teaser for you. So, so um, it's probably down somewhere south.
1: Yeah, maybe, may or maybe they're coming here. Who, who knows? That would be even Try better. To get, actually, I, I've, yeah, I've heard no, they, some
0: whispers. I've heard some whispers from people, um, who are around. Um, some conversations with you that you don't know about. That I know that they're like, oh, maybe we can get a team to go up to Toronto and play. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's see oh, that happen. There we go. They're, try, they're trying um, to get organized before they reach out to you by the way
1: oh that, well, that's good <laughs> anyways that's um,
0: important.
1: bring well, a f- women's for us
0: <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah and bring <laughs> a women's team when we if, get a double header if you don't have one make one up real quick
1: yeah, yeah on, the, on the drive <laughs> um no for us I, I think it's um we're gonna have the same spine pretty much uh, as we did down in boston uh we're gonna have for the most part for all of our I would say rep games and these would be against touring teams or teams that are, we're going down to see. Um, we're really just trying to build the same players, same positions so that we can put as many players towards the uh, world cup qualifiers yeah. uh, on, te- on the Wolverines as possible. That's our mission for this year. It's to grow the saints, of course, but it's when the world cup qualifiers roster comes out, it's that there's a saints logo attached to 10 of them. And that would be yeah, awesome right. for us to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, when it first was announced, it said April 1st, and because everybody went, oh, this is a joke, because like, it could be, you could have five feet of snow in Cleveland on April 1st, and you just never know. You definitely yeah. could have it in Toronto, that's for sure. <laughs> but you are playing, you can play at Baldwin-Wallace College, as far as, that's still the, the same location that we're playing. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, when you're thinking about it, um, you're going up against a Cleveland team unknown you know they they, they yep. you know, haven't played since i mean they haven't played a 13s since i don't know like like way back even before i was like i think want to say it was with against dc back in like 2021 mm-hmm. or so or 2020 you know how do you kind of prepare for a game like that where you just don't have an idea about i mean i don't know probably happens a lot more in club level rugby league in some cases yeah. but you know, for you guys, you know, how, how do you kind of go into a match looking like that?
1: So internally, if you look at the scoreline out of Boston, there's some things that, you know, some people would say was awesome. Our offense. Okay. We scored 40 plus points. That's great. But we sat down as a leadership group and looked at the the defensive scoreline, um, looked at the tape and the first 20 minutes of that game, we defended our try line and we didn't let in a point. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what we want to be known for. We don't, I mean, we want to be known for open and expansive rugby league, of course, that's fun to watch, but we we're really proud of not letting in a point in Boston. And that's what we want to build our season on is, is hard defense and, and being difficult to beat. Because we know that as we get the spine playing together more, we're just going to chip away at the gameplay because we have experience. You know, everybody pretty much most of our team has played, you know, a lot of rugby league or a lot of rugby union. They're they're familiar with the gameplay. We just need to get them situated into so we can grind teams down. So when we go against Cleveland, really, our MO is just to be difficult to beat, be defensive and, and we'll wear them down because we know that, you know, we're we're pretty confident in what we can do offensively, but we want to really focus on the defensive side of things.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I think that's pretty important. And then, I guess, for you, Sarah, like, what is it that... <laughs> You know, what are some of the challenges that you face going into an unknown? It's like unknown unknowns, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: Like You're unknown. Your team is unknown. They're unknown. What does that look like for you?
2: Yeah, so we have a bit of a core group of people who've played and played for the Ravens and trained before. But there's definitely a lot of new people who haven't played a game of rugby league as well. And I think Cleveland's like looking similarly. And while our game is going to be a little bit focused on like a playing opportunity and we're going to carry more than 17 both sides Mm -hmm. Um, but I think carrying some of those like coaching mentalities we took from the Ravens and we've got Matty Barron behind Mm -hmm. us coaching and he's uh, (laughs) amazing yeah so I think kind of finding Mm -hmm. our footing at this game and what we're going to be all about I think will be what we're gonna do nice mm-hmm. well like, i guess
0: you know the, the other i guess challenge for you all and a challenge for you andrew is how do you win the the social media battle with monty oh
1: it's not with my typing i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> we'll end up with you know Gerg, gurg and, and marty um it's an inside joke but i i messed up a couple of our own teammates names uh oh, last oh, time man. we we played yeah so it's it i think for us it's look it's it's getting as much content as we can out um and making sure that anything that's produced on paper somebody spell
0: checks might work <laughs> oh so spell check <laughs> is, is the most important part for, for you all on that one <laughs> that could be yeah very much okay got it. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep that up, up to date. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I guess Yeah. as we kind of close things out here, you know, um, I, cause I, I know that we all have to be respectful of our, of our work schedules and things that we do and, and the things that we do outside of of rugby league, which is probably more than stuff inside sometimes. Um, <clears throat> I guess my, my final questions to you guys are, um, you know, First, I was going to say, do you want to predict a scoreline for matches? But that's kind of rude. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but as as far as for you, um, we'll we'll start with you, Andrew. As far as for you, and, and what's the most exciting thing coming up in twenty twenty three and beyond for how you see the game of rugby league growing in Canada? Um, how do you what do you feel is going to be like the biggest things for you? Give me like three big things that you you see coming down the pipe.
1: Uh three big things coming down the pipe. Okay, I'll say um domestic player development. So okay. getting some getting some new players from different avenues and developing them into talent that can play for the Wolverines. Um I think we got some guys that are gonna make some debuts. Um so that's number one. Number two is uh October seventh. October seventh, maybe first week but of October.
0: You, do you guys are planning <laughs> way out? Yeah, Dude, that's so October. 7th. Se- rugby uh, league team.
1: No, no, I know. So October. Okay, don't quote me on the date, but October first week of October. There's going to be something going on. Um, that's going to be. I, I think it's going to be really great for the game. Uh, really great. Uh, nope. but <laughs> there will be something going on. So okay. that I think. Yeah, our our players are keen and excited. That's pretty much our hook for the season. I can't talk about it yet, but I will be able to soon. Um, And then I think lastly for me is, is probably our community support. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got quite a few sponsors um, being brought on to the the team this year. And and there's a couple more that have kind of jumped on the bandwagon here recently. Um, And we, we can't go down to Cleveland. We can't go uh, other places that we're looking to go without these sponsorships and get our kit and get, their brand out there and, and these player matter, these uh, fan memberships without the sponsors. So uh, I've got to thank them.
0: Yeah. Nice. I'm um, I'm trying to think, and Sarah, you probably know what Andrew's talking about. I'm going to say it's going to be something <laughs> going down to the Southern hemisphere. I'm just going to throw it out there.
2: Yeah. Maybe, maybe Toronto not in
0: October. I don't I'd rather <laughs> be in like, you know, on the on the beaches of the Gold Coast or something somewhere down there. So that's what I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm going for. But
1: Maybe who knows?
0: <laughs> and, and Sarah, for you, like, what are your? I mean, obviously, new team, new year, new everything. Um, what are the three things that are kind of driving you, and uh, you know, and, and what that you're most excited for for this this upcoming
2: mm-hmm. season? I mean, I'm quite excited for Cleveland. Honestly, the like success we're having building a squad to come there is really like it's a booster for morale and how successful we can be going through the year and I think um another thing would be um when we do meet that like Canadian championships weekend um showing off the talent we've built in Ontario like I think again like we've always had great representation from Ontario in like the Ravens but I think there's some untouched potential on our side to uh, finally beat the West <laughs> um, when we meet again. So
0: that's that's, that's the goal, right? Like you, you like yeah. the goal is to beat the beat beat the Western Hitmen East, because you guys play East versus West, right? Kind of like an Origin series, if you will. But is it? Yeah, is, is and it I three, think it's the not idea. three matches, it's one
2: match. Mm-hmm. One match I or two matches? It was one traditionally. Okay. Now I think hopeful is bc and alberta put in their own teams so Mm then it'd be like a three team
0: three team robin um (laughs) don't say it don't say those union words around
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let's see if that happens and comes together um but regardless like whether it's two of them or one of them
0: (laughs) (laughs) you still want to get on and play
2: yeah um and lastly would be the potential for our domestic season and we yeah. have a big community that wants to see it happen and the numbers are looking up to see it come together
0: yeah i i think definitely piggybacking from kind of you know the success and the excitement around the ravens going to the world cup and you know kind of the showing that you had there um i i think that that that's something to build on for sure like, it was very exciting. I think people are very really excited. Obviously, we have trials coming back up for, you know, um, for the next Rugby World Cup in France. And that's we're, we're less than 500 days away from that, by the way, in case you didn't know. Yeah. 500 awesome. days from Rugby World Cup in France. That'll be kind of exciting. Um, will we see can both Canadian teams there? I don't know. You've got to. I think is is the, is the women's team going to Jamaica to play everything too down there, or is it just the men's side that's going to Jamaica to play?
2: Um, we're not a part of what like the Americas tournament that they have organized, oh, but we're like looking- That's
0: right, the women's. Yeah, they're, yeah,
2: yeah. But Canada's looking at playing like US and Jamaica
0: okay. this year. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's exciting. And then getting, getting a match against uh, Brazil. Maybe you guys can go down to Brazil. I'll, I'll, Hey Josh, they want to go down to Brazil to play just for like a month. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, okay. So I I think I should probably give my predictions and who I think is going to win the games between, I mean, I'm just going to say it, like the match is coming up on April 1st in Cleveland. Uh, cleveland it's a home match for Cleveland so they are on home home soil home turf um as an american as a as a, as a us citizen i probably should back cleveland as an ohio person i probably should back cleveland <laughs> but i'm not <laughs> i'm definitely probably, i mean i given uh, your success against you know, the the saints success against uh both uh, DC back in the day and then also um, Boston. This was it last year. I'm definitely going to take the saints and just appear on logo alone. Sorry, Cleveland. I'm going with the Ospreys and and given, given the background uh, you know, logo alone, but also given the fact that you've got quite a few, you know, uh, Canadian national players on the Ospreys team. I'm definitely going to take the Ospreys on that. Um, They're probably not going to like me in Cleveland for that, but they don't like me in Cleveland anyway. (laughs) <laughs> well, guys, I think it's been it I want to be respectful of your time. Um, yeah, I, I do really thank both of you for coming on. It's been a whole lot of fun. Um, you know Andrew, Sarah, you, you guys have been great. Any last uh, any last comments from you all before we uh, before we head out of here? Silence I, is I got, golden. <laughs> I, got,
1: I, I got one. I always have one. If there's okay. anybody if there's anybody in the GTA, who's uh, got a rugby league background, um, got rugby league connections, whatever it may be, uh, the Ospreys, the Saints, uh, any, any connections available, please reach out, DM us, DM the Ospreys. I, I think, um, you know, rugby league doesn't grow without us finding those, uh, those hidden gems of people who've got connections in the city. Yep.
0: And uh, if they want to reach out and DM, uh, what, what's the Saints social media handles so that they can follow you? <laughs> See, look. Uh, uh, Twitter is at Toronto Saints.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the uh, Instagram the is uh, Toronto City Saints. Toronto City Saints. Yeah, Toronto City
0: Saints. Yeah. And Sarah, for you guys, you only have Instagram.
2: <laughs> yes, we <laughs> only have on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's at Ontario Ospreys, and shout out to our social media runner Candace, because she's been doing amazing. Like yeah. even. Um, one of the guys from Canada, like governance body, was like, "How do you make it look so good?" <laughs> so um, can't take credit well, and, for that one. But
0: i just yeah. tell Candice that she needs to get you all on Twitter too, so that we can. I mean,
2: I okay. mean rugby league
0: is lives on Twitter, so I just let you. Okay. We'll be the first people to follow you, so just let, just let us that. know. <laughs> all right, Twitter
2: is, is going <laughs> to yeah, be our next stop. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely well, um, reach
2: but, out to us too. Um, and if I've messaged any of your programs down in the States, please answer me.
0: <laughs> yeah, please. Anybody answer answer. Just yeah. just write her. She's she's a lovely person. She'll chat with you all day long. Um I, I think it's also important to note that, you know, obviously we, we don't know if the game is going to be streamed at this particular point in time. Um, you know, both matches against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We sure hope, we always hope that we just somebody just hits record. That's all it is. Um oh yeah, we'll we'll see. That's all the time we have for today's episode of Intimate Sessions on the Rugby League in America podcast, which is part of the Chasing Kangaroos media network um, run by the great Michael Don Carboni. Um, Special thanks to Andrew the Toronto City Saints, and Sarah Canini of the Ontario Ospreys for sharing their valuable insights on everything for Toronto Rugby League and Ontario Rugby League and Canada Rugby League. Uh, remember you can follow us on Twitter at podcast RLA and on Instagram at RLA podcast for future updates and future episodes and to stay up to date on all things rugby league. Hey, speaking of future episodes, we have an exciting one coming up next episode. Lance will be back joining us for kind of a classic round table discussion. Uh, covering literally everything that's been going on in rugby league in the Western hemisphere uh, over the past, Oh, I don't know, month or two um, since it's been a while since we recorded a classic episode. So be sure to tune in for that. Once again, thank you for listening. My name is Dustin Zair and this has been intimate sessions on the rugby league in America podcast.